All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. I hope you're out there doing fan friggin' tastic. I really do. I hope you're doing awesome. Life is good. It can appear sad and scary sometimes, but really, there's a goodness to it. Try to find it. That being said, there's no more solo podcasts for the Float Universe podcast. Unless you're a paying Patreon supporter, I have too many personal things I like to talk about and too many people that are listening to this podcast that I don't want to listen to this podcast. Too many friends and family. All right? And that's fine. But sorry, guys. You're going to have to pay for it, and I'm raising the price. It's no longer a dollar. It is if you're still there, but I'm raising this shit up. If you want to hear me say all the words you want me to hear to say and, and give opinions on hot topics and be open and honest with everything in my life from the drugs I take, to, do I jerk off or not, the politics I believe in, all this stuff. It's, it's causing me problems in my personal life, so I'd just rather not anymore until I get to a point where like, this is my full-time job, if that happens. But for now, I'm still going to be doing interviews. The interviews are always going to be free, unless, of course, you diss me, and then you go into the Patreon pile. But yeah, man, it's all good. Everything's great. I'm super busy. I'm still creating the content you crave. There's a new content you crave out there since the last time we talked. It's on BitChute. I'm working on the Yay, the, the part two, the Kanye video. I'm working on that today. It should be done in the next few days. It's awesome. I really learned a lot in the past six months, uh, like fully on, full on head diving into video editing. So stay tuned for lots of cool, fun, interesting content, things that make you go, hmm. Like I said, the podcast is still on and popping. The content you crave is still on and popping. Uh, Float Universe main Instagram is back. It's better than ever. It's the content you crave, meaning psychedelics, uh, spirituality, enlightenment, conspiracy. It's all the good stuff you like. I'm still posting those memes. I'm still loyal to the meme game, man. I'm still loyal to the meme game. That's not going to stop. I'm an artist, and I feel like memes right now is the closest you're going to get to, like, real street art. You know, like, art that's not in the streets, like the internet. Memes are like street art of the internet. All right, so I'm an internet artist. I'm a multimedia artist, but everything's great. Thanks for listening. I'm going to get to the podcast now. I know that's what you're here for. Enjoy it. I had a good time talking to her. She's a great person. She better get on these videos and better get on it with her comedy. All right. But anyway, thanks again. You guys are friggin' fan-fucking-tastic. Love you more than anything. I can't even begin to express my gratitude for the people that follow this stuff. Because I think about it all the time. I'm like, man, like, what do I have to offer? But what do these other people have to offer that I follow? They, are, they actually have less to offer than I do. They don't have any insight. They're not trying to point you in the right direction. They're entertaining a lot of them. But a lot of this stuff's bringing you down. So it's all good. I'm going ste- to keep coming with it. Because I keep getting inspired by people... They have a lot less going on than me, and they are just so determined to be somebody in this world of talking and speaking and being on YouTube. I don't even have a real desire to be on YouTube. I just wish I had more listeners. But the content is what it is. I'm not going to stop telling the truth. I'm not kind of going. I'm, I'm not going to stop bringing you my real life in those solo podcasts. I think that's very important, and I think a lot of people get good information out of those solo podcasts. So it's on Patreon. I sorry I had to do it to you. I wish I could just be free flowing about everything. But between the censorship and then the family drama, it just ain't worth it. But it's still going to be places you can find it. Patreon, BitChute, I'm out there. You guys enjoy this episode. You are enlightened.
All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. Very excited about tonight's guest. A relative unknown, but that's what I've specialized in my life. Fun story, and, and maybe some of you know this, friends, but I don't think I've ever told this story. Like I used to work for this magazine called Brink, and we'd work with artists who were on the brink of, or we would think, you know, they had potential to be on the brink of the next step. And I got a big lesson in judgment. I was a photographer and I was also the editor of the magazine, the photo editor. So I could kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this photo shoot or you go do this photo shoot, you so-and-so. I kind of controlled it. And so this kid comes along a couple years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and redheaded kid, kind of chubby, you know, typical redhead, freckles, all that stuff. Weird, some weird tattoos. And I'm like, eh, this, this kid ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I sent somebody else you know, to do the pictures and stuff. And, you know, long story short, this is Ed Sheeran, you know? So it's like, don't judge a book by its cover. And uh, that was a big lesson for me. So I'm not saying you're the next Ed Sheeran, but that's kind of how I try to treat this podcast, which, which is <laughs> unknowns and up and comers and people that sometimes even don't get it because they're not willing to play the game. So we'll find out which one of those you are. But tonight we're going to have Carrie Miller. I was watching a lot of your videos, by the way. I haven't, let me give you a little quick introduction though. Hello. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. And, I, and I'm totally cool with being called a relative unknown because I'm kind of like, it's a little bit intentional at this point. Well, yeah, um, I wanted to so get into you. that. So yeah, it says you're an artist, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram. You've got pretty good, pretty good following on both. And it says on Instagram, you're returning from your hiatus soon. And I, I noticed on YouTube that your videos kind of, you know, they were like, you, you kind of arced there and you kind of stopped in like 2021. It seems. Yeah, um, they've been pretty inconsistent for sure. So, so welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. It's it's a pleasure to have you here. I watched your videos. Very funny. It really it was an me, absolute actually. honor. Well, it's an that, absolute I, honor I, I, to be I, I on did, your pod. Thank you. It was. A, Sorry. I, had, I had to dig uh, because you don't really put this stuff on. I follow you on Instagram. That's how I know you. But but you don't really <laughs> put too much links to your content out there. It's it's hard. It, I had to do a little digging. And there's other people with similar names to you, and you come up in a lot of mm -hmm. like like your name is like in a lot of MAGA stuff. Are you MAGA? <laughs> no, not, no, I don't identify with MAGA. Okay. Um, that's really funny. I didn't know that that was attached to my name, but it's I like, kind of like a name, Carrie Miller out there that was MAGA and she was like known. Um, I have, there was a famous NASCAR female uh, race car driver who was Carrie Miller as well. So I don't know. It's just like a right leaning name. It's short for Carissa. <laughs> so to be fair, it's uh, my, yeah, my full name is Carissa Miller but I've always gone by Carrie. Uh, yeah, I don't, I haven't been like super um, out or uh, what is the word? Extroverted in my sharing of my comedy lately. How long have you been doing this? Let's back up for a minute. So cool. you're a comedian. That's how I kind of, it says you're an artist now, but you know, that's kind of the same thing, but comedian <laughs> is kind of how I knew you. And I'm like, okay, you're a comedian. Now, do you actually do stand up? I did for a little while. Um, so I studied like improv and comedy and acting in college. And then through my 20s, I always wanted to work in like film production. So I pursued a job kind of like behind the camera, but always kind of studied it, like, improv at the Upright Citizens Brigade here in LA for like a few cycles. Like I was in there for a while. And then I was like a background actor. And then I was doing stand up a little bit. And in my stand up during like 2019, 
uh, I was on Kill Tony for like one of his like open mic things. So I got a little bit of exposure there. I got to do like a minute of stand up in front of a panel of Tony Henchcliffe and like four other comedians. And it was a bit of a disaster and kind of hilarious now that I've heard like people like uh, like you would know Owen Benjamin and like uh, Red Bar Radio have like kind of ripped into Tony Henchcliffe. So it's kind of funny now to be on the other side of it. Like, so basically I've taken myself off through the pandemic, kind of wanted to figure out what I really wanted to say because that's kind of why my output was so slow through my why, 20s. Why'd you, like, why'd you stop? Because I'm watching your YouTube channel and I really like the videos. I'm like, man, like, so let me just get into that real quick. So <laughs> thank you. They're so silly. It's, it's a small YouTube channel, but it's, I'm telling you, sometimes Tiny. you find absolute diamonds just hidden in like the smallest, weirdest, most hidden places. And you've got about, I don't know, eight, nine, ten videos. And you've got <laughs> yeah, like nothing. Such classics. Uh, as hey let's hang and blaze uh i like that one and let's see here. <laughs> that was fun skyler clean fragrance that's like an ad yeah that's when i was ASMR trying to do vibe. like influencer stuff <laughs> and then you've got forgive your past self i like that one what i really like though and i really wish you did more i call it the brain file trilogy oh yeah three videos one is called carrie's brain file and the other one's called Meditate, Brain File 2, and then Mushroom Coffee. That was my favorite one, <laughs> the Mushroom you. Coffee video. You, you, you like, you're one of these artists that like to do the videos where you, you play all the characters. It's just cut to you and then cut to you on the couch and cut to you over there on the other side of the room talking to yourself. It's just easier for scheduling, you know, and creative differences don't come up as often when you're playing every character. Well, I'll tell you this. So. You have a knack for expression through the face that's i'd love it and you can turn it on a dime i can appreciate that so much so that was the most entertaining part thank for me. you i could totally see you in an upright citizens brigade or saturday night live i see you. that was my dream life. for a while before i woke up you know <laughs> now it, now what does that mean waking up to you um well i mean it doesn't mean that i've really fully woken up i don't think that that's like a thing I don't think we ever fully awaken. You know, I've kind of been on a journey. I thought that I was like, I thought I experienced my spiritual awakening like 2017, 2018. And that's my, that was my naive first wave, I think. And then I had like a couple more through the pandemic. And I was so stoked to find your account during the pandemic so that I could feel less crazy and have oh, someone man. who's like sharing my thoughts and kind of exploring the weird shit that the news would not acknowledge or talk about. Uh, it was amazing. It, it saved me. So I kind of like, yeah, took time to dive into all the information I could possibly access that was not being shown to me up front. Um, I was raised Mormon, so I'm like, uh, I was, I'm, I'm kind of like a big time truth seeker of like, I left the Mormon church when I was 18 and kind of that feeling of like looking behind the curtain has kind of been like a theme for me, like working in film and production and stuff. And then like being in front of the camera, that kind of thing. And like, I love pop culture as well. So kind of just watching this whole thing unfold, I really wanted to hone in my voice of like how I'm going to come at this and also who's even going to support me, like what platform can I even take this to has been, you know, as, well, you, you, know, as you can imagine. That's the interesting thing. I was like, literally, I mean, is I was really inspired watching your videos from the place I'm coming from to now. And I could also really appreciate the editing. Now, your editing is very tasteful. Oh, thank you. In a subtle way. My, I like a lot of overkill editing. I like fast edits to like ADHD type editing, but I can yeah, appreciate I a tasteful edit. I like a slow camera movement. I'm not afraid of no dialogue. So 
I can appreciate slow edits and fast edits. And you've got a nice, it's just subtle and it's a comedic edit too. It's hard to explain to somebody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, but it's a comedic oh, edit. You. And you've got, so what I'm just trying to pep talk you so you can keep these videos going, because here's the thing. Thank I you. I also saw that your sister's into the the YouTube world. Oh boy, is she ever. Yeah, okay. Like so you found gotten, her stuff. You, you've gotten on, you've gotten some pretty big views on like, I guess the video, or is it called Smoshcast? What's it called? Oh yeah, she uh, Smosh is the YouTube channel that she's um, on the, a part of the ensemble, and so they had a podcast for a while, and I was on like an episode. Yeah, you went on a date Just, with a guy, right? No, I didn't. I like declined him on Bumble, and he like made a big deal out of it. So it was I'm, just like a weird you know, thing. You type in your name in YouTube, and he's got here's your here's the videos. Me annoying my family on a road trip for ten minutes straight. That's your sister, uh, mm -hmm. and that's got two hundred eighty-five thousand views. And then the next one is mm -hmm. Courtney's sister. Uh, the show with no name, 1.3 million views. So you've got more views than me. Uh, well, minutes. just by just by having a funny your little sister, I taught her all it, she knows. To be exactly. fair, exactly. So you're out there in the world, and you're doing stand <laughs> in front of Tony Hinchcliffe and that crew of people, and it's just. It's, did it's, you it's, did you stumble upon my Kiki challenge video? I was trying to. I looked at that and I'm like. I see the Carrie Miller video was a fake Kiki challenge. I get challenge. so many messages from that video out of everything, and it's like so silly. Someone like sent people send me prayers still from that. What was from what, that ordeal? What, what was the? Uh... The it was just we we made me and I was working at a I was working at a production studio. We were making like videos for a makeup company for their YouTube. So I had a lot of really good editors around, and that Kiki challenge where people were getting out of the car and like dancing, like Kiki, okay, do you that, love me? Um, there you go. Wait, okay, so hold on, so back up. That's what's important to me because I'm trying. Oh, what the hell is the Kiki challenge? And yes, I was waiting for something like the ice bucket or something to happen, or maybe you can get hit by a car. But no, so explain the exactly. Kiki I got hit by a car. <laughs> That's exactly it. We wait, made hold on, hold on. well, I, we made I, it look I didn't like finish the video. I didn't finish the video. Then I, I'm like, what the. Can you hear it? Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh my God, I thought, <laughs> I couldn't tell what was going on. So I watched about like, I watched about right to the point before this actually right happened. Right before impact. Uh, you, uh, so tell me about that. Okay, so yeah, now that I've So that's advanced it, editing. It's advanced editing and really good acting from the guy in the background oh, who like runs to it. save you me. Just, you just ruined it. What do you mean? Oh, it, so I you, gotta... didn't really, you didn't really get hit. Oh no. Oh, it looks like you did. I know. And too much so. George Lopez, the comedian George Lopez, posted that video on his Instagram timeline saying, Don't do this challenge. It's very dangerous. Look at this girl who was hit. And then somebody else like edited a video of a woman in a similar outfit um, being put on an ambulance who was actually like injured, injured. So it, it looked terrible, it looked real, and it was oh, on the man. news. And my fam, like a couple members of my family, were upset for no reason. Like obviously, I'm fine, but that traveled quite a bit, and I get messages still from that one more so than. That's the, what I'm saying. You're you're super viral. The and, sensational and, and, thing. In ways that you don't intend to be. <laughs> well, I do a little bit love to entertain people, so it's That's okay. That's a great edit, though. That's a good Photoshop, because it's Thank really you, yeah. It's all about that quickness, though. At the end, it's like like two frames. Yeah, I told him, like, maybe it's too real, don't post it. And he was like, oh, I already did. And I was like, oh, okay, let's see what happens. Because the scream that he put in, like, didn't happen in the moment. He, like, had another editor just, he just played it up. This, he's a very talented guy. You, you probably saved names. a lot of people's lives by posting that. <laughs> Seriously, because people are like, nah, that girl got, that girl is dead. <laughs> That's, it looks yeah. like you got just completely annihilated. Just, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that was the call, like, I think. Like, you're, you're dead or you're at least in a wheelchair. It was just like 10 minutes after work, just shooting in like a street behind our studio. So silly. And yeah, it's, it's a hot, a crazy thing. chick getting hit by a car. <laughs> People love it. People love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you're, so you've it's, got the, it's whatever. You've got, it's been fun. You got the first at least. Oh, you got Chris Pratt. Did you hang out with him too? Oh, no. That's my sister. That's so sister. my sister's okay. like a YouTuber. She has like a million followers on Instagram. She's four years younger than me. We used to make a bunch of videos together growing up so i do legitimize me saying i taught her all she knows um but also she's been a bold poster on youtube since she was like 12 years old of just kind of like whatever inspires her and so that's kind of been inspiring for me but i've kind of taken seriously like what i want my message to be and got all like uh i was i wanted to seek i was a seeker so i went on a bit of a psychological philosophical journey for myself to figure out who i was kind of before I wanted to put stuff out, if that makes sense. Well, I'll tell you, though, I mean, what I've it's learned... It's a great way to put it off if you're scared. <laughs> well, that's that's true. But what I've learned, and, and especially your last video was really the vibe I like, which is, like, just our lived lives are more experience, are more inter interesting than a lot of, like, really polished canned content out there, you know, stuff that's not really even, you know, full. it's fully scripted, some of this stuff. So mm -hmm. genuineness, mm -hmm. I appreciate, I like it, and I think... And, and this has been, and I, I struggle too. I'm like, man, I'm like so much more talented than a lot of these people who are like big time. But then you realize, and maybe you woke up to this, that the big time a lot of times means selling out or being blackmailed or compromised or bought out, yep. sign a contract. You can't say this or that. Yeah. You can't actually be yourself, which is an issue because I'm going to start seeing some corrupt shit and I can't talk about it. I'm going to lose my mind. There's a lot of super talented people that aren't in the beast system. And there's also, it's also the inverse. There's a lot of like uh, untalented people or marginally talented people who, you know, with, with you know, like a, what do they call it in the record industry, a plant, um, you know, when, when some, <laughs> yeah. an industry plant, right? You know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this person's homegrown. No, no, no. They're like totally in the industry and they've got a whole marketing team and engine sound engineers and, and a 10 piece band and Quincy Jones, but you know, secretly, you know, so it's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like this better. I like the world outside of blue checks. And by the way, are you on Twitter? Um, I pop in there once in a while, but I mostly stay off Twitter. See, you don't, do you do TikTok? You, you seem like a perfect TikTok person. Yeah, I'm a little bit on TikTok. I kind of like hated the platform for so long because of how like try hard it was. And I had trouble finding my voice, but <clears throat> that's kind of why I took the break. So I'm kind of like ready for those kind of weird. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't need it. Your, your genuine voice is what is needed. Don't try to sit back <laughs> and, and, and worry about the hums and the ums and the polish. And it's great. And I Thank come, you. I like improv. I like, I like live performance art stuff that you're never going to get again. You know, one-offs. I don't want to buy something mass marketed and, and made a million times over. I want that one of a kind art. And that's yeah, that was the trouble with me. I'm so sorry to okay. interrupt you. Um, that was the trouble with stand up for me is I didn't want to repeat a joke a million times. I don't want to like have a perfected set. I would rather like do more storytelling off the cuff as it like comes up in the vibe in the room. And so like the idea of like perfecting a special like it just was a that was a difficult trajectory for me to follow for that reason, because it just didn't feel as magical. And I know that that's probably super silly, but like, yeah, the format of becoming a comedian via repeating your stand-up jokes like was very uninteresting to me 
I'm sure you probably can understand that. I can appreciate that. I can also appreciate the art of polishing it, finding what works and what For doesn't. For sure. I think but I'm just more of an off-the-cuff type of gal. Now, when you would do comedy sets, would you do like actual comedy sets of like 10 minutes, uh, five minutes at comedy clubs or like what, would you do stuff like that? Yeah, I was doing five minutes at like a few different places throughout the week. Like when I lived in, I lived in Hollywood at the time and there was like one down the street for me and then I would go with a friend to like a few others around LA. We'd go together and she would have like the planned out set and I would be a little bit more off the cuff and it was kind of interesting to see us excel at different nights in different kind of vibes and stuff. Uh, yeah, I did that for a few months. So why, and maybe you didn't really clarify this, but why'd you stop and what's holding you back at this point? So I had a good, a pretty good momentum going in 2019. And then I became really unhappy at my job. And also the world shut down shortly right, following. So that's kind of not everybody got yes. to experience the freedoms of Florida. Uh, you actually got one of the worst. And what are you in LA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right outside of LA. It's yeah, you're in the epicenter brutal. of insanity. California, man, it's 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 rough. It's why rough. People, it's so okay, beautiful. Why? So why do you stay? Why do people stay? Well, I'm because currently I'm living at my father's house. Uh, well, so that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah, my childhood home. So, Likewise. and I'm like looking actively at like every other state, like um, Idaho, everywhere. I don't know. I have no idea. Are you idea, gonna be a, a farmer like Owen? I kind of want that. Yeah, I kind of want like a homestead vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, the but then I think about like, I'm in Florida right now and people are here, it gets 50 degrees, it's the end of the world. So, you know, <laughs> snow almost half the year or more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I am afraid of snow for sure. I don't think I could actually deal with snow. It'd probably have to be a little more south for me because, yeah, I don't do well in the cold. Okay, so you got shut down. I guess that's everybody's a legitimate excuse in California because I know people that we're in the middle of going to school and they don't want to go back to school now, or, you know, they lost people literally, or, you know, figuratively in the sense of like a relationship ended mm -hmm. so 20. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, except for my dad dying there at the end there, the, the past two years were like, I never wore a mask. I, I, I mouthed off at people. I, you know, I, I held the line oh, nice. in, in regards to that stuff. I know you can't do it nice. where you're at because it's, you know, everybody's got to see your papers and, I try to it's crazy like that it's like even coming back and I'm seeing people with masks on again I'm like it's it's insane but I haven't been bothered with it too much yet because yeah. I, I try to speak the truth as it comes up but it's it's very awkward you do like a, you do look like a California girl <laughs> yeah you belong out there uh, in that uh sunshine you're not in the snow born and raised were you yeah that's true I guess your dad that's your family home there yeah you, so you grew up mm -hmm. in uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Little suburbs. My dad's a firefighter. My you run into like movie state. stars and stuff. I was very into yeah. My mom had us watch like all the classic Hollywood films growing up, so that's kind of what got me excited about cinema. We just watched a lot of movies, and I was just obsessed with comedy and entertainment. And as a middle child in a stressful home, I had to be kind of creative and clever with how I got attention or gained favor or whatever so luckily i got a little humor going for myself i used to love i mean i still love movies but i used to love like hollywood and like just the history of hollywood mm -hmm. and also you know like special effects and like but i'm not even gonna say these people's names but before and i kind of knew this before the lockdown but 
I've told this before, like I was in conspiracy shit since 2001, like big time. And nice. my life has suffered sometimes because of that, you know, like being the first to know mm -hmm. that, you know, especially back then when the internet wasn't like it was. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I knew a lot of these things and I started to have an awakening and I started to think maybe potentially putting all this negative energy in my field of consciousness all the time purposefully is manifesting it. Like maybe I'm energetically creating a reality because that was the, mm -hmm. the takeaway from the psychedelics and the floating I was doing, which was like, you're the center of, of, of existence, it, even though mm -hmm. you're also subjective, powerless, you know, you know carry or float in, in my case, you know, we're human expressions of the divine. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to let this stuff go. There's no need to worry about the, the pedophiles and the blood drinking and uh, the government and the secret caves and the deep <laughs> underground military bases and the vaccines. All you know, Just let it go. So what they did 9-11. So what 9-11 was, uh, you know, we're not even going to get into that, but okay, well, I'll let it go. And then I'm free of conspiracies for like three or four years. I just let that shit go. And then, like I said, 2020 comes around and I'm like, oh, no, this is this is they're really doing it. This is real. It's everything they said. No. And so not only that's why I got dragged into the queue stuff. That was when I got really mm -hmm. sucked into queue because, I, like I said, I let it go. I didn't even mm -hmm. know in 2016, 2017 about Q. I, I was interested in Trump in 2016 and the whole shakeup going on in that respect. But again, yeah. for the most part, I kind of just dialed out. I was having my enlightenment experience and I didn't need to engage in polarity. And politics mm -hmm. is just purely that. And it's really, mm -hmm. it, it really shows the a metaphor of like existence too. It's like the, the, the yin and the yang is like the left and the right. It's the, but the totality of it is like the, the, the yin and yang symbol. You know, it's the, mm -hmm. a little bit of this, a little bit of that all mixed together. That's reality. You can't escape the mm -hmm. darkness, but the light's there to kind of balance things out. And so, yeah, I full on, I guess that's when you kind of signed on to Float Universe, which was right around that time when I was really switching gears to the annoyance of a lot of people. But a lot of people about, <laughs> half, about a lot of people halfway through it came back and like, I think you're right. Actually, I'm coming back. You're not crazy after all. But oh, yeah, nice. I'm so glad I was one of the few people that were out there. And yeah, I was tap, just tap speaking dancing it, around just... it too. But it's uh, well, that's where I'm at now, which is like, I want to talk about more about a lot of those things, but they're, they're roads to nowhere for one thing, unless you're providing solutions mm -hmm. to them and you get, it gets no traction on any mainstream site. So mm -hmm. when, when I see, so when I see somebody like you, what I, what I always wanted to do was, and I just like to throw ideas out there. Like, I don't care who does them or if I ever do them, if somebody steals them, I don't care. But like, for example, I always wanted to put float tanks in airports because oh, yeah. you've got lots of layover time wow. and it's like really good for um, jet lag because one hour of floating is like four to six hours of deep rest. So you're like, if you're jet lagged, you're like, boom, wow. you're caught up. But it's, a, it's, it, it's very infrastructure intense mm -hmm. to put it in an airport mm -hmm. with vibrations and sound and, you know, it's fucking airport. So mm -hmm. in re I was talking about ideas and then I was talking about what, what uh, that was a kind of a deviant, a, a deviation there of where I was going. What were we talking about before that? That's cool. Oh, uh, well, we were talking oh, no, about no, no, like, remember, the remember, pandemic. Yeah, no, but you inspire me because I'm always thinking like, like there's Gaia, right? But yeah. 
I don't do you do you watch Gaia TV? Yeah, but I think they're like I think they're like I realized this year like I think that Gaia is like a psyop like I think because Gaia is based in Denver, Colorado. I think they're like evil. <laughs> but oh, I like yeah. obviously there's good stuff on there. But like I realized that like the platform itself. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, it's, it's for sure. It's I, controlled. So it's been my, a major tool for my awakening for sure. There's so much good stuff on there. Sorry. There I just had that recent thing. But, but if you are like knee deep in this stuff for years, it's like a lot of that stuff is just beginner or it's like yeah it's yeah, like yeah spiritual yeah. distractions that's what i call some of those yeah things, like, like tarot or crystals or stuff like not that they're inherently good or evil they're just and they can be good but they can also yeah be they like, can be a tool but like how much do you really need that tool like so, in I mean, everything it, well, but then again like it could, it could help you i think in some respects lead to greater relate greater realizations about the nature of reality like tarot Agreed. is just another form of divination of like like the I Ching. Like so it, it, it shows you that there's some kind of like code or ability to kind of get back information from a, a higher mm -hmm. source. I would always go on uh in my neighborhood, it doesn't matter, but I would go on a, like a vision quest and I would whatever mm -hmm. animal I would see, I would try to collect its medicine you know on a spiritual level and also like i would go back and like look yeah. animal up and like a book about animal totems and stuff like that so yeah you know, I, I it's all yeah i it. love that shit it could be a distraction though too like if you get hung up on tarot or crystals or animal whatever that's what i mean eaching yeah people can, people can get distracted with the eaching yeah i think god wants us to grow and experience more tools and not like lean into the same shit over and over again and i think that involves like yeah getting out of it taking breaks exploring other deities and also just the reminder of like having no idols because i think we can get that's what our distractions can be you know yeah so i wanted to what i was ultimately getting at is a, mm -hmm. a kind of channel and maybe it's someday a network where it's not controlled by the beast it's not on any mainstream platform in a way you kind of create your own platform um, mm -hmm. and, and kind of like what a few other content creators like oh and benjamin alex jones you have to do you have to build outside the system and you just go from yeah. there but I, i've always had that dream of not only having my own protected space but yeah to bring in people like you and give oh, cool. people like that a platform because <clears throat> like i think for example my dream would to be like I liked Nickelodeon as a kid. I liked the bumpers. You know what I'm talking about? The bumpers between like the commercials, even that that a station is yeah. doing there. It's like Nick, Nick, mm -hmm. Nick, Nick, all that the claymation or the or, or whatever like weird animation. Yeah, I loved those. Or MTV is the same thing. You know, Viacom, mm -hmm. uh, those channels. Noggin, too. when I was a kid, Noggin but, had really yeah. good ones. So, <laughs> like somebody like you, for example, you're perfect for something like that—a 30-second spot, a minute spot. That's your strength right now, by the way. It's about two minutes is, is your strength. quick quick sec minute and a half yeah, two I mean, minutes but make that stronger and stronger and you grow from there um you, and especially you. if you're doing all the stuff like i also appreciate it seems like you're doing it's a it's an i call it a tour right you control everything it's your vision a tour theory like like stanley kubrick he controls it all it's his vision it's not a bunch of people mm -hmm. sitting in a room in, in hollywood saying no no we got to make it this way for china you know, for the Chinese audience, <laughs> we got to take out the blue ghosts in Star Wars and make the black guy smaller on the poster, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, I want to have my own channel where it's people like, like maybe 10, 15, 20 people and we all contribute our own content and uh, 
That sounds awesome. And it's like kind of like, yeah, you've got fun bumpers that have like 30 second spots. And and, and before it's in and not make it about too much about advertising. You know, you get your at revenue through just making content, you know, making great content mm-hmm. and uh subscribers. So just throwing those ideas out there. You I you are love you, that. you are perfect for um especially like right now, you're you're gold at like two minutes. <laughs> because so here's funny. the thing too, like it's either long form. I, I I look at content like this. It's like one minute, two minute, 10, 15 minute, an hour. And then you've got like me, I can do a long haul documentary of like five hours, no problem. But some people can't handle that. Some people can't go past an hour. Mm-hmm. Some people can't go past mm-hmm. two minutes, especially these TikTok. Yeah. Like, okay. So TikTok, your limit's three minutes. Mm-hmm. You need to have a TikTok channel this time next year. I'm going to, we're going to do a lot of interviews, but I got to nurture the talent. Oh, cool. Um, you what? I said, I got to help nurture the talent. Oh, cool. Promote it. Oh my God. So kind. You also have like magnetism and presence. So thank you. So I'm just here to encourage. Uh, I appreciate if- it so much for with, with, you have no idea when you first messaged me about doing a podcast, I was like, Oh my God, like what? I mean, it's like, it was like, God was giving me a break because I had been like kind of creatively, not really like, not so much starving myself, but kind of just like kind of keeping everything to myself for a while. I wasn't putting it, I wasn't creating anything because I wanted to just have some silence. And also I was like, I cut off all my friends and just like was a hermit for a while. And I just like smoked weed and tobacco to just have like these plant medicine ceremonies and just like let my ideas rip. And I just, I came up with a lot of great content and I kind of like figured out my voice a little bit better, but I had nothing going on externally at all. So to see your message come through, I was like, oh, it's, there's hope. Like, it, I don't know. It just was well, a nice well, boost of, it, of well, confidence. Part of, part of it is you don't have any content out there except on YouTube really. So it's really hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're good on YouTube, but you have the where, where else is there instagram youtube I, I have you some on tiktok to make a video you need to put it on every platform you know like what I mean? every you, platform like vimeo like i just don't know what other you platforms might hit, are. you might hit on one you might not on others but you need to have oh. a diversity of content you need to have your link tree okay. at the top of your page yeah. and you need to have your videos uh with an identifier uh with some kind of like branding so oh you mean can, like like text over the you. thumbnail yeah Okay. Oh, it's easy bless stuff. you. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. You look like you're pretty good at editing. What do you use, by the way? Final Cut or Premiere Pro? I was definitely using Final Cut. I just can't sit still long enough, and I've been, um, yeah, I just haven't ever paid for Premiere for myself either. Mm-hmm. So it's all been very minimal. But I have a lot of learning to do. I'm excited. I feel I feel more excited to master editing. Before I was kind of like dragging myself through it. But, um, oh my God, when I see bad videos and lately I've just been immersing myself in all kinds of content and it's just got me excited about the whole creation process again. Cause I'm a asshole perfectionist and I've been talking shit on a lot of videos. Yeah. So no, it's great. Well, that's the thing. It's like you have natural talent and cause the videos are raw. Like imagine if you had like polish, right. And people and lighting and you know what I mean? Like oh. you just had to concentrate on <laughs> just being funny instead of production. So, but well, I'll never get it done if I did it, if I did all that, cause of, I would fuss forever. So it's gotta be pretty minimal, which works for me. I think that's, I think it's all, you know, on purpose. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're either funny or you're not, you know, at the end of the day. And some people are, and some people aren't. And you're, that's why I want to put some <laughs> gasoline on this, this smoldering <laughs> fire. Um, Bless you. 
Well, yeah, I mean, your sister's knocking out of the park and you're right there with her. You could do it. You, Thank the, you so much. Is you're, in the, you're in the world of, and I got some notes here. It's like, you're into like the ascension. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a truth seeker, bro. Like uh, my sister and I, we, we kind of split ways during the pandemic where she's a social justice warrior and I am, I am not, I am, I am spell broken. Um, feminism is a psyop, you know, all of that. It, it, Are so, you afraid of the blowback? potentially of being out there. that's yeah that held me back for a long time so i just needed to get a little bit more sure of myself and like the solitude was what i needed i feel like and um, it's going to be a journey the blowback will be a journey but i feel more ready and like firm in my beliefs you think i think actually people yeah it, it's people it's all on mainstream news now so it's like valenciaga kind of did the work for me and like breaking the ice on all the horrible shit i would ever touch on you know so it's a good time it's a good time well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it's always God's perfect time, but I'm just saying now you, I watch people that have 1% of the talent that you have and they're out there shamelessly putting out video after video. And I, I, I know. And Can you believe it? <laughs> I say that is because I, I, I think the same thing about myself. I'm like, man, I'm like, if I could just get past myself a little bit more, uh, and it, sure. especially in front of the camera talking, no problem, but being in front of the camera and committing that to mm -hmm. potentially thousands of, if not in your case, a million views, 1.3 million views on this one video. Mm. It's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I used to tell Thank people, Mike, think about your Instagram account. Like you got 26, 27,000 people. That's a stadium full of people mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. But a lot of them are there because they're like, I heard Courtney's sisters here. Maybe Courtney will show up. Is that, that's uh, a part of it oh, as well. You get, some, you get some of that trickle down. Yeah, I get trickled down for sure, but I'm not putting anything out. So to have that much for how little yeah, I'm doing, I I'm out. I was trying grateful. to figure out what happened there. I'm like, was she, was she something else and then changed her branding or something? Like, where did these 26,000 people come from? Because I will say this, you got to be somebody really big or famous or have a blue check to just have pictures of yourself and nothing else. Yeah, and you're not, to not you're have not, you're not even bought You're not even like showing body. <laughs> I know I I could but I don't do that I'm a lovely figure I don't show it off because I don't like to capitalize on the sexualization of humans it's so out of control That's but I mean, it's like damn it's like you know what I used to think I'm like man and I got a, I got a minute left but so we'll, we'll come back after the break but cool um I used to think man when I was really hitting it and I was getting thousands of likes a day and I was getting close to 80 90 100,000 people still haven't gotten there but I'm like, if I could just, oh, my, if I could just show my titties, if I could just, if I could just show some skin like a chick and then put out the, you know, the conscious, uh, conspiracy. That's so message, funny. Like I would have, yeah, but you've been shut down a bunch of times. You would have way more followers if I know, I don't but care you've been speaking it. the truth and you yeah. can get shut down. It's amazing. You're it's resilient. It's, it's very inspiring. That's well, very you. inspiring. You're very inspiring mm -hmm. too. We're going to continue this conversation after the break and we'll, we'll play one of Courtney's favorite songs. I'm not going to put it on the spot here, but we'll figure that out a little bit later and you'll hear okay. it over the break. So we'll be right back.
think you called me Courtney by accident when we were closing out. When you said, I think you said Courtney's favorite song. Just a note for editing. That's going in the show right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, haha, welcome <laughs> with Carrie Miller, not Courtney. Nope, sorry, not tonight. Carrie is. The we star. do look alike. <laughs> you do, you do. You said she's four years older. Younger. Younger. She's my little sister. Are you the oldest mm-hmm. of the family? No, I'm in the middle of seven children. Oh, that's right. You're Mormon. <laughs> yeah. So Mormon. Are, are there any of the... We're not anymore. The whole family's out. Just my mom still practices. And she lives up in Utah. My parents are split up. So she just kind of does her Mormon thing up there. And we're all good down here without it. The missionaries still come over all the time. And I've been getting a little bit more forward each time with how good I am without the gospel. It's been fun. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's I've had a few, a few Mormon friends growing up, all the from the no tea drinkers to the magic underwear wearers. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Were a you whole a magic lifestyle. underwear wearer? No, I left before I was age appropriate to wear oh, the underwear. Right, that's right. I think at about eighteen years old when you become a young adult. I like tiptoed out of there just before that phase. Maybe you can answer this. Um, mm-hmm. They claim. At least I've heard, and I don't know what sect or part of Mormon is. It may not even be true anymore, but I've heard that you can gain acceptance. You can accept Christ. Christ. Like, let me say that again. <laughs> you, <laughs> I've heard you can uh, gain entry into heaven, that you can accept Christ after you die in Mormonism, that you got one more chance. You've died, and he's mm-hmm. there. Have you heard that before? Yeah, it's called Baptisms for the Dead, and I have participated in that as a as a young teen. Um, we the Mormons have this idea that every because because Mormonism is the one true faith. Uh, obviously, everybody up at heaven is going to be locked out. You know, they're not going to be able to get in. So, so we go ahead and we baptize ourselves in the name of people who have died who were not Mormon. And so, like, we've baptized all the forefathers. Like, don't worry, Ben Franklin's in. Uh, and yeah, I've like been baptized in the name of like four strangers, and they just like dunk you in water like four times in this like uh, baptismal font in the basement of the Los Angeles temple. And that's how you get your second chance into heaven. There you go. <laughs> Mormons. I, um, that's hilarious. I'm so glad you asked me that. Thank yeah, you. I, I, oh, another thing about the Mormons is the, I forget the term, but it's where you, it's, it's where the man and the woman, they are, um, they're laying in bed and they are <laughs> insert, they are inserting the penis into the vagina but they're not moving it and they and they they claim that by doing this they're not actually you know taking the virginity they're not having sex technically because <laughs> there's no have you heard of what i'm talking about yes the term yeah. is soaking soaking, soaking yes. is yes. the term <laughs> i have not heard firsthand of anybody actually doing it but again i was i mean no one no teenager around me was doing it but they were talk about it happening up at the universities but i again i I think it's mostly just fiction i don't know i I think it would take incredible uh it doesn't sound interesting yeah right but you got to remember you never really had sex so you know it's like it's it's probably more psychological than it is even physiological for that for them totally sex is totally psychological 
Oh, yeah. And the, just the shame around all of it. I can't imagine walking away from that thinking I hadn't done something that God didn't want. Because yeah. you're yeah. supposed to not pick your feet up off the floor when you're when a man and woman are together. Your feet need to be on the floor at all times. So, Both like, that's tricky. Both people have to have their feet on the floor at all times. But, again, that's wherever you're raised, you so know. So you can only have standing are... up sex, then? I, yeah, see, I didn't know about soaking when I heard the foot rule. So I don't know how to make the two I've never make heard sense. the foot rule. Both feet of both people have to be on the ground. Yeah, I think that was just like where I went to church. Like that's what all the leaders were saying. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, LDS, yeah, a lot of rules, a lot of shame. Yeah. Latter-day Saints, yeah. Did you ever make the trip to Salt Lake City? Yeah, yeah, we went a few times. Yeah, we checked out the temple. I have family up in Utah, of course. Uh, so yeah, we've been up there. I know they're not Mormons, but I'm totally thinking like, if the world comes to an end and or, or the, the beast system, like you got to get chipped to get your groceries. I'm thinking about going Amish. I don't know if they take people in off the streets and convert them. I don't think they do. I think you're in or you, and you get out. You don't get it even back in after that. But, you know, mm. Amish have figured out life without electricity. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're valuable people. I, I'd, I'd be interested in, in making Amish friends for sure. Amish technology. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, or are you one of these people that wants to get a chip in your head with Elon? No, no, absolutely not. I hope there's not like already a chip in my head, you know, like I'm like scared, you know, like what microplastics go where or whatever. So yeah. I hope I would never intentionally put a chip in my body. Yeah. Now, a lot oh, of do your you? videos. No, no, hell no. In fact, I had an experience one time where I felt like aliens came and took some kind of implant out of my head while I was floating. Oh, they gave me the, cool. it, it was called the fifth dimensional upgrade. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take it. Lucky. Which I guess That's was awesome. taking off some kind of limiter or you know, like a rev limiter on a car. Like they took this thing out of my yeah. brain. It's like, okay, you're, you got that full 5d, 4d shit going now, bro. Enjoy, enjoy yes. your interstellar life through the staircase. That's where I was for years, like behind the staircase and in interstellar. I was like, what is going on? Wow. So what was your awakening? Like, like, how did that, was it, was it uh, preceded by psychedelics or was it just a natural God sent graceful spiritual? How did it happen? Mm, so I was very, so I was raised Mormon and then kind of like through the whole like proposition eight when uh, homosexuality was, was a hot topic. And I was finding out that the Mormon church was not, uh, they were funding anti-gay campaigns and stuff. So I was like, so I started looking into why my church if something was really up with my church because I, I was like, okay, this is kind of like they're bad people. And I already heard a lot of rumors that it was kind of a corrupt religion, you know, but if you, if you read anti-Mormon literature, it's a sin. So you're kind of like gaslit into staying into something, staying in something. But I had like a level of discernment growing up luckily. So I kind of was like, well, if this isn't true, what else isn't true? And kind of cycled through a few religions and, like I got into like Kundalini yoga and cause I got into the Kundalini yoga actually from listening to Joe Rogan when he mm. had uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan on his podcast, what actually pisses, pissed me off at one point. I'm kind of okay with it now was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast inspired a lot of awakening things that I was like, okay, why isn't this guy more awakened? Why have I explored all of this weird shit? You know, he had Wim Hof, he had Kelly Brogan, he had all these different naturalists and I was turning into a weirdo and mainstream wasn't. And obviously everyone chooses what resonates with them. But like, I 
kind of it's tipped me off now that he's obviously like a sellout of a man but that's neither here nor there well it's so anyway. consciousness too i mean because here's the thing it's totally. like i've interviewed people that like he's interviewed amazing people but it doesn't mean you go out there and do like david goggins or wim hoff you know it's just because totally. like i interviewed piss drinkers doesn't mean i went and did it i mean i almost did it times, but i, couldn't, <laughs> I went and did it how was i it? went and did it when you interviewed nick caputo i went yeah. and did it um it was fine <laughs> I it didn't change. It didn't change. I've I've read since then that it is good for like oral health and stuff like that. But like it's what, not so, a regular practice. So did you just do it <laughs> once and done? Did you do some like detox no, I before? Did, I, I I didn't do like any enemas, but I was yeah I was doing a few a few like looping sessions to try it to you know drink crystallized consciousness um, and. I tried to, when I had COVID, I did it. I, I um, snorted it when I had COVID and it helped a lot. See, see, it did um, help. Okay, very good. I think it helped. I so, got a handful of messages yeah. after those interviews and they're like, yes, that works. Uh, thank you. I'm like, all right, well, good for you. <laughs> I think I think the biggest part of it is, is you have to have a clean diet to do it. Otherwise you just, whatever yes. shit you're eating, you're going to be getting some kind of weird smell or taste in your urine from it. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. yeah that was for sure it was it's much easier when all you're consuming is like fruit and coconut water that's for sure oh that's yeah definitely but it's, it's it's beautiful that we can in some ways heal ourselves with our own body like that entire like that learning that about us about humans was was beautiful i was really appreciative and i think nick cavuto is, is a brilliant person i did get pissed at one of his posts in the last couple months because i think he has some uh, exploring to do about like feminine energy and like the divine feminine role because he's been a bit of a gross misogynist with his post. I don't know if you noticed, I but I was like so pissed what, off. What, what happened? He even had to turn off his comments because of the way people were commenting and he deleted my comment. And I was like, oh, okay, who are you? I thought this was a journey of seeking and discourse, but he was basically like men can have sex with as many women as they want. And his girlfriend should not be upset about him having side bitches because men, if they have like really strong alpha energy, they have to get it out and like, don't worry about it. But like, <laughs> it was such a strange, I mean, obviously I'm like, totally dramatizing it for for you know no, i love nick and i love it. a lot of i love nick i love a lot of these people but i don't necessarily agree with everything they do in fact i i'm questioning like the logic of because the last time i interviewed nick he was talking about looping his semen with his girlfriend <laughs> whoa i did that second hilarious. episode with him and we talked about how he had gone into eating meat and he changed his diet and he you know he and i yeah, reason, yeah. nothing he, nothing anybody really does triggers me because i know they're all even Nick, even myself, even you, relative states of unconsciousness, right? It, like you said in the beginning, mm -hmm. and I agree with you, like ultimate enlightenment is like you're you're at the Godhead, like you finally return home home, or you're mm -hmm. at some Jesus level beyond human history on another planet or some shit. I don't know, but I don't think an, an existence as a human is anywhere close to what we are capable of beyond things that we can comprehend because we haven't gotten there yet, right? Like like the star yeah i think we're staying complete like i think we're gonna evolve beyond and i'm not even talking through um transhumanism i'm talking about through some kind of metaphysical spiritual thing into potentially another mm -hmm. dimension of human existence and consciousness beyond human form mm -hmm. so I like any, that. anybody in human form i don't care if they're joe rogan owen benjamin jesus christ I will question himself, you know, 
I would think that God mm-hmm. would want to be questioned. So I think that's important. I, um, well, I, I think there's so many unquestioned power, powerful, there's so many powerful people who go unquestioned, you know? Well, no, they get, they get questioned. They just don't get uh, punished because they're all in the blackmail club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what billionaires that's try to do it from my research is they try to accumulate as much influence as possible because inf- influence is more important than money. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you control the money, you can print more of it or you can control uh, the value of it. So mm-hmm. at, at that level beyond, and that's where we're at with these companies. Like all these companies are owned by BlackRock and BlackRock mm-hmm. sends the memo down that's saying, okay, you got to do the, the rainbow flag this month or else, you know? So, mm-hmm. and these people at that level are beyond money. You know, it doesn't matter that these companies lose money. And, and, and a lot of these companies that have gotten into the game, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think when you play with the devil, it, the only one that wins in the end is the devil. So mm-hmm. it's Agreed. like, don't get in bed with darkness. It doesn't end up turning out good ever. You know, you can't make a deal with the devil and you come out the winner. So eventually these mm-hmm. companies go under or they get cannibalized or they get sacrificed through woke ideology in this case, like all these movie studios, yeah. like Paramount's filing for bankruptcy and they had the biggest movie of the year with Top Gun because everything Whoa. else was so inverted and shitty and woke. Oh, so bad. TV and entertainment has been terrible. It's oh, yes. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about I wanted to ask you, like, who are your what, so what are your favorite like YouTubers? What do you watch on YouTube? I love YouTube. I, I love YouTube way more than TV. Oh, man. I yeah. Yeah. YouTube has been more entertaining for years for me. I mean, I used to like SNL, but that even that is like terrible, like the level of comedy, like the just the caliber of comedy is so disappointing. Um. So I do not watch that anymore. But um, on YouTube, I <laughs> I watched um, I watch a lot of well, obviously Owen Benjamin's not on there a lot, but that's how I first became exposed to him. Um, so whatever clips come up. Oh, I on YouTube those. is where you first found him. I first found him on BitChute. Oh yeah, I I almost think it might have even been TikTok, but I think it was YouTube. It could have been. Just it could have been one of his burners or somebody like me posting. Which is hilarious. Content. Yeah, as the most banned comedian, but I was, oh my God, so grateful for it. Um, and I really love uh, Red Bar Clips. He's a, He has a Red Bar radio. Yeah, He's I like know a that streaming. is. Yep, yep. So I watch all of his clips on YouTube. Yeah, shout out to um, that guy too. He's great. Oh my God, Mike David. His, finding him was great as a comedian, as, as an aspiring comedian, because it gave me such a more balanced perspective on people who everyone idolized like tim dylan is is a great comedian but like being able to also roast that person and i'd never seen some of these people roasted before so it like gave me some such like beautiful permission to be more honest in comedy so yes shout out mike david i I are craving honesty in comedy and just honesty anywhere because they're surrounded Mm -hmm. by 24 7 lies and yeah, all your favorite, that's what disgusts me about Hollywood. I'm like, no, I wanted to be in Hollywood and have fun with all these people. They're a bunch of dirty pedophiles that lie. I know. And it's and like they're, nobody's no really talented. Like some people are talented, but we're pretending a lot of people are talented when they're not. And what the fuck is that? It's so insane and embarrassing. And obviously horrific that people are being, um, yeah, victimized and assaulted and all the worst things that we can't even imagine. I dated, excuse me, I just hit my mic. Um, I dated a child star over the pandemic whose name I won't mention because he would be so pissed, but 
he ended up having a girlfriend like while we were dating but anyway he uh he told me that he was offered a deal with producers after he had done a couple movies for disney and was in the hotel room and they're like offering him drugs and putting on changing into robes and getting in the hot tub and he was like what the fuck this is what i have to get get down with in order to like do all of this and he left and his agent gaslit him and then he was never allowed back in the industry and hearing that from like somebody who firsthand just like lit me up um hearing stories like that he was also invited to seth green's house when he was 12 years old and thought it was totally weird and i was like going on about um isaac cappy Cappy. Mm -hmm. so that i was like oh my god really really so i had a little bit of firsthand um yeah yeah insight you know i've talked to a few people that have been really close to it and but not at that you know peak highest level which has been the Mm -hmm. i got my christmas present by the way i don't know how you feel like kanye but (laughs) i got my christmas present over the past few months with what's been going on there and that situation mm-hmm. and then him and oh Owen yes being like, I, I mean i love kanye yes now they're friends it's so hilarious like, what, i love it it's my reality i'm like these are my two favorite people now they're buddies like this is my reality <laughs> this is the float universe for real so i just I gotta yeah, so I, I do too i do too and i love sitting on the sidelines here with all the people like you that are genuinely talented telling the truth because that's what's disgusting about Saturday Night Live, by the way. It's just nothing but running cover for psyops through comedy. And it's not, <laughs> that's why it's not funny because it's not true. It's based mm-hmm. on a lie or it's pushing demonic dark stuff. Like there was yeah, just one, I forget her name. She's a, she's attractive and she was on Saturday Night Live for a long time. But then, then mm-hmm. I saw her up there dressed like a clown talking about abortion. I'm like, oh, I don't like you anymore. Mm, yeah, I mean, they all, they want to be more famous which is crazy that that's like i mean look what do i know it's just not that's not a driver for me like followers and numbers is not a driver for me i want to have fun and like feel true connection with people and not saying that i'm better than anybody i guess i'm just lucky to not be so rotten inherently i don't know but yeah some people just they want the fame so they'll be on funny (laughs) yeah They'll, they'll compromise the content I think it's more important to be genuine. And another thing is too, like the lower you are in terms of status and celebrity, the the more free you are in terms of like being able to create content and say what you want, the higher you go, Mm -hmm. the the absolute more control you have and and handlers. I mean, Kanye Mm -hmm. came out and said, look, the MK ultra handler thing is true. Like he literally Mm -hmm. confirmed something that people thought for years that, you know, that guy drugged him and MK ultraed him. Like he was M- that guy was MK Ultra trained in the Canadian government, mm-hmm. special force so stuff. So insane. That's Kanye West and a bunch of other celebrities, uh, quote unquote trainer. Yeah, right. I, I'm gonna look more closely at celebrity trainers going forward. That's so insane. Well, that, that's one thing. It, it's another interesting thing I've noticed over the past few years is Hollywood. Nobody cares. The youth doesn't care about Hollywood. There's no like Tom Cruise is the last real movie star. It's because he's actually doing truth, right? He's doing real stunts. That's mm-hmm. truth, right? Versus green screen mm-hmm. and CGI. That's good point. That's mm-hmm. real truth. Like that's why that movie did so good. It was people don't want to be insulted and people want to see truth, at <laughs> least like in the form of like something being presented on the camera. Like I can't tell you like how many great movies are ruined by CGI and unnatural camera movement. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what bothers me mm-hmm. the most is unnatural camera movement. You, you start watching movies in the mid eighties to late nineties. That's like the peak of cinema for me right before Jurassic mm-hmm. park and the CGI and then the digital camera mm-hmm. in the year 2000. And I love 
Star I Wars. I love and movies George on Lee. film. They look great. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And, and that was before too. The late 90s is where you hit that last bit of honesty with like talking about how reality is versus pushing agendas. You know, all, all, mm-hmm. that's all it is today is just um, propaganda. Yeah, I see that with, with performances too and acting because I feel like they cast to be diverse, to be woke and that or nepotism as well it's like we get shit performances and i can't believe anything anybody's saying and i'm just upset because of the amount of talent that i've seen just in my classes with my classmates and just people just 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 crushing scenes it infuriates me that it's you know the mainstream is not better cast because of the scope scale of talent scope of talent in this town it's it makes me absolutely crazy Sometimes I don't know how to feel. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, give it to the handicapped guy instead of letting like Leonardo DiCaprio play a handicapped guy. But sometimes I'm like, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I struggle with it sometimes, some of the. Sure. And I think that's fine. Like, I don't think it has to be any one way, but there's, there should be a good performance. The that's handicapped true, guy too, better yeah. be good at acting. Well, that's no, the just thing. Kidding. I know what you're saying. Like, we give it to these people who don't deserve it because they actually are whatever uh, victim class they claim to be. Or, you know, I'm not saying you're handicapped, you're a victim, but a lot of this other stuff is victim, like class mentality stuff. But okay, get... okay. What I want to fix that with, because that sounded really harsh, I think it's also the fault on the fault of the director. And directors have to be kind of like a really weak person because they have to do whatever well, the, the money is telling them to yeah, do. The yeah. So I also, so I guess the director would be an integral part of the disappointment too, because their creativity is not coming across in the performances of the actors. Okay. Thank you. Well, here, here, here's, here's where I want to pull back and save cinema. Okay. Cinema wasn't even invented in fucking Hollywood. It was invented in, uh, I think, Europe in Paris or somewhere in the 1800s, right? The first real motion picture. And, and, and France is famous. Louise for their, Lumiere. For their films, right? And their film festivals. So mm-hmm. I live in Florida. We almost had it down here, Hollywood, Florida. That was supposed to be the original Hollywood, but they moved it over to California. Really? Oh, yeah. That was going to be Hollywood? Why did they choose? I forget, the, I forget the history, but uh, there's something, something about like the weather and wondering. the climate and uh, yeah yeah we can't film down there because of the weather it's too unpredictable that's like why dexter's shot or dexter was based in miami and shot in hollywood that's the only show right I reference to there's so much content there's so much content like i don't know how you how you choose you know like sometimes i'm like should i listen to owen benjamin today or should i listen to mm-hmm. um who else do i listen to I'm like totally drawing a blank. Um, like the Logos podcast, Patrick, uh, David Patrick, whatever oh, nice. his name is. Do you ever listen to that? Like I've been getting into like, and I know you probably aren't because you're out of Mormonism, but I've been getting into <laughs> like Orthodox Christianity. Ooh, cool. Because it seems to be from my experience journeying through the world of psychedelics, it seems to be one of the exit points of of that. And I don't need it for yeah. my understanding of the nature of reality, but it's nice to see like if you're going to get a, the maybe the purest Christianity that's available on earth closest yeah. to the original form, it would be that, I think. And my Dude, ex- I want an old Bible so bad. I want like an old old original ass Bible. Like that cuz I I can appreciate that that less um diluted or poisoned form of Christianity having a lot of good lessons that would be so sick you know what podcast do you listen to you know lately i've been getting really deep into hollywood 
rabbit holes. So I listen to like blind items by like uh, Beyond the Blinds. They just go in on different people. Like they yeah. did a really good Tom Hanks episode and like Fluently Forward also does like blind items. She also does kind of conspiracy theory. Um, I was listening to like Dumois is a big gossip account, but I'm listening to it just to kind of track consistencies. Those are just a little bit more entertaining for me right now because there's a little bit of drama attached and I can kind of like play detective and celebrity memoir book club because they're these two girls that just rip apart celebrity memoirs. And that's just been good for my comp. A lot of them were female comedians books whom I had read. So I've been really enjoying hearing them torn apart because I didn't like them, but I didn't know why I didn't like them back then because I didn't know who I was. And so yeah. now it feels really good. I pulled up That's my phone what I've been listening to. So, so I could give you my. <clears throat> yeah, let's hear so another, it. Another ortho bro, orthodox bro. And he, mm -hmm. Jay, Jay Dyer, Jay's analysis. Um, I love that show. It's It can be hit or miss with me because sometimes it gets really into like theology debates with Muslims or like Catholics. And mm. it, that, you know, if you're into that, that's, you know, great. But sometimes I don't want to hear. Depends. Such depends a, on the vibe <laughs> but people it's people fighting about the ideas that old men put into books hundreds of years ago you know it's like i mean there is truth to it but it's mm -hmm. like yeah it's kind of boring to me mm -hmm. i listen to a lot of the podcasts i've been on history homos uh the paranormies oh, cool. these are these are more like underground podcasts yeah i like those i used to listen to the x22 report a lot but it just it became I've like a, to an, a couple of those. an endless like blue ball jerk off. It never nothing ever comes mm -hmm. to happen. Well, yeah, it's 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 tough to follow certain podcasts for that reason. We are like, where where are we going? Schizotopia. Uh, Tin oh, Hat yeah. from time to time. I'm not a fan of him though. Yeah, same. I've I've, I like I've his popped guests. in for certain yeah. topics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked Gavin until he lied to his audience. Uh, Gavin McGinnis. <laughs> I never... Yeah, I never watched him, but he's been really funny to watch through everybody else's content. Yeah, I used to get, like the the No Mercy podcast with Tommy G, but they just talk too much about their own little like world of stuff. Which just talk about what you're interesting to talk to hear about, which is conspiracy and talking shit and stuff like that. I guess you don't know who Tommy G is. He was big in the conspiracy world over the over the pandemic. Okay, I'm I'm sh I I'd like to think that I've cruised yeah. by him but who knows by so the awakening cool consciousness um yeah i like i like him we're gonna get him on the podcast again here so. i have a i have a great awakening map since he was on your pod i had I a great awakening friend. map and then this one chick that was obsessed with me one day came into the float center broke in oh, no. the back of the float center <gasps> came in what? and spray paint or took silly string and sprayed it all over the walls, all over the five, the awakening poster ruined it. So what? I to, yeah, and I had a, there was a few, especially to when, be when, mean. No, just to like be silly. Had a psychotic. Why did break. she do that? She had a psychotic oh my break. God. Some of the fans, they Whoa. get too close and they almost explode. Whoa. They what an handle. experience. <laughs> oh man. Holy cow. Uh, I, had, I had a few stalkers. At the <laughs> and they'd come up like I had a one woman who would come up there and just like at the end of the night, even if she wasn't floating, sometimes she'd just pop up and just like want to talk. And what could I do? You know, really? I'm like kind of stuck there. Well, you know. Yeah, you don't want to upset them. And also it's sad, but like, oh my God, that sucks for you. That sucks. No, it's okay because that's, that's how I learned to listen, right? Because that's the most important thing about understanding reality. Listen to other people. What is God offering through you? 
through the perfect experience of your reality, which I say, you don't need a teacher. Reality is your teacher. Now, reality might say to you, yeah, you need to go do this or that. Your Mm -hmm. passions might lead you in a certain direction, but you don't really need to seek out any kind of teaching. Like nature can be your teacher in a way. Um, You don't necessarily need one human between you and God. Definitely not. That's way too much power for anybody to have. Uh, It should be direct uh, experience, not just Mm -hmm. a relationship, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I'll I'll pop in and out and listen to Um, like, for example, I used to listen to Penn Gillette for a long time, a pen and pen and teller for like years, but then Mm. yeah, he's Hollywood guy and he's a magician. So I'm like, "Mm." and there's a few stories about (laughs) like, Like Bob Saget stuff. I'm like, yeah, he's too he's too close to some of these people who are like certified oh, yeah. like darkness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Way too dark. Wow, that's fascinating. Why, why, why don't you do a podcast? You sound like you could do one. Yeah, I mean, I want to do like a video, like because like you said, I'm very expressive with my face. Um, I'd like to do like a video of like like a kind of like news type, but I, I'm not a journalist. It would be more comedic and silly, but I kind of like the idea of like a regular type of thing that I guess I could just detach the audio from. I'm, yeah, I want to figure out, I want to play with a few mediums. I just also don't want to bore anyone with my thoughts and I can go off on tangents and get distracted. Your secret for success uh, you know. is to every once a week, make a two minute video and put it out no matter what, because some of those things I think you put out, you might not think are great. I see some greatness in them and you just need to keep polishing Thank it. You, you got to keep doing oh, okay. it. Two minute videos a week. You never know Done. who's going to look at your video for a while. That I had I a, for a while that I had like real celebrities looking at my memes. Like when I was really like at my peak a couple mm. years ago, I had tons mm-hmm. of like, I was like talking to like certain, certain B list celebrities. I bet they get in trouble for connecting with your account. They probably get talked to. Well, that's the thing. Like, you don't know who's looking right. So that if people, if people, certain people are willing to actually like it, like who's willing to sit on the sidelines and not like it, but watch it, you know, cause they're afraid to be associated mm-hmm. or so I know mm-hmm. there's people, mm-hmm. you know, so there's people always secretly watching your life is what Thank I'm saying. You. People are like, man, I wish mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrie would make more videos. I really like the mushroom mm-hmm. video. I wish she would have kept up after that one. You know, she dropped off for a while and then she came back, but mm, she gave she, up. She took a break. That's good. That's good. I had to well, learn to be alone. I'm sure you learned a lot in, in that space of. I did. I did. It was great. I think it was, it was like anything else. God's perfect timing of getting you ready for, you know, like polishing and getting ready for the next level, whatever that may be. And, and like I said, to start it off and, mm-hmm. oh, we got about eight minutes here. Awesome. Um, so I think, I think we've reached a pretty much close to, Thanks, pretty solid We've covered episode. Covered so much. This has been so fun. And I was about to bring it back to the beginning, which was that story I told about Ed Sheeran, which is, <laughs> don't judge people. I mean, you should have discernment and kind of like you know be smart how you navigate through reality. Like, don't walk mm-hmm. through certain parts of town at three o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like things you judge, like when I used to play guitar, I so but so I was you know pretty good, but I wasn't great. But sometimes I would play with people that had no experience and they could teach me something. And then sometimes I could play with somebody who was way more advanced than me. And they, you know, they were really, they couldn't really teach me anything or they mm-hmm. could, I could, I could learn by watching them, but they couldn't explain it or they didn't care to explain it. They were better mm-hmm. than me. But mm-hmm. so I'm just saying like in general judgment, right? You don't know, you judge somebody and then the next week, five years, they're a superstar. Like Ed Sheeran's a superstar. 
And I said, you know what? This kid is little so pudgy. This little, this little pudgy redhead kid. He ain't <laughs> Let the other guy take the picture. I can't, I can't get inspired with this. I need the hot chick to take the picture. You know, that was, <laughs> but that's, that's honesty. And, and, and that's why I can admit mm-hmm. you know, like, years later, it was like egg in my face. I'm like, what is this song? Who is this guy? I'm like, Oh, that's the guy. That's the guy that, that uh, Oh, you know. that's so funny. So you never know, you never know who's watching, who's listening or who's judging you to their Mm -hmm. detriment or to their benefit. Like, so I try to have, uh, no judgment and an open heart as a kind of basic operating system for my reality, you know, until, until somebody, you know, obviously insults me, disses me, or gives me reason to, (laughs) you know, have discernment and judge and move out of the way. Right. I'm I'm open to the universe expressing itself through you. I guess mm-hmm. the final thing I want to say is don't be afraid. Your, your content's great. I give it a seal of approval. I've looked at hundreds of thousands of videos. Oh, thank every you. Day, and I see people that are much less talented than you, uh, <laughs> way, way up there. And, you know, again, being the best so nice. or, or having like tons of likes and followers isn't always the best thing in the world either, but just keep it up. You Some too. Of, please keep it up and well, thank you. make I, more I, stuff. You I, said I inspired I, I often, you to make more stuff. <laughs> consider just walking away and just to see what would happen if i did that like does no anybody care? oh i would look i would search for you i would always when people do that i still look them up there are people who have done that who i still look up once in a while okay don't be <laughs> i mean I'm you can not, do whatever you want you can do whatever you want well, the, the but just know you will, your lore will never die okay so well, you might I have well created some more one sticking piece of totally lore is the mushroom u-haul if i think if the float universe died dude i saw that mushroom u-haul but i got in my head about sharing it (laughs) i totally saw it yeah i saw it in la you got the blessing that's all that matters (laughs) anybody that doesn't know real quick mushroom u-haul if you see that you're driving around there's all kinds of stuff on u-hauls if you see the mushroom or the aliens even more rare i think but the mushroom u-haul is particularly special because if you're like Mm -hmm. some days i'm like oh should i trip today uh god what do you think is it good and then you're driving in traffic and you see the mushroom U-Haul, it's like a sign, okay? And if you see two <laughs> mushroom U-Hauls, boom, it's a sign. Like, for example, oh if, you, if you're if you if you're tripping in a week and you don't know if it's going to be good, if you should do it, if you see a bunch of mushroom U-Hauls, like, that's what I mean by like a, a, a vision quest. You don't need to go to the Amazon to have a vision quest. You can go to the mall mm-hmm. and look at people's T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, reality is manifesting. Like, I treat places like airports and malls as random uh, n- number generators, right? Like, Mm -hmm. break your cycle leave your house that's one of the things you have to do if you want to experience a magical reality is you have a oh that reminds me of one of my favorite youtubers decode your reality he does the same thing where he like decodes all numbers and like connections to birth dates and times and zodiacs and stuff so yeah like living the journey and taking in like data is yes i'm obsessed but not sorry i had to add that no no that's good but not being super schizo about it where it ruins and dominates your life (laughs) you look like a creep that's just like <laughs> like the movie Pie, right? With the guy in the bar. It's like, you, you yeah, Pie, man. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not like saying the numbers out loud when I see them, but I do love that lit the idea of like, yeah, we're living a vision quest, and it's not going to look like you think it's going to look like because that's the point. All right, few minutes left. It. I'm going to bullet uh, machine gun you with a few questions. Just top of your head, favorite movie. Oh my god, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Zodiac. Nice. What's your Zodiac? Oh, I thought you were saying your favorite movie. <laughs> My Zodiac is a Sagittarius. Oh, you're sad. Yeah, I was wondering because you're like, you, you said in, in one of your videos, like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm a fire, but I, I, I'm like, I commune with the air. You said something like that. You're like, I, oh, I identify with the air. I have it written down exactly. Oh, what did you say? What did I say? What is that one? Oh. Uh, 
Oh, that was must have been my Let's Hang and Blaze video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but right. But anyway, That's yeah. That's right. Um, That's so funny. Favorite I'm album. a fire sign, but I do identify with it. Um, oh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West is the really? first one that comes to mind. Really? Yeah, That's just happened. Oh, no, okay. Oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, it's really perfect from it's beginning beautiful. to end. Uh, okay, let's see. Da, 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 da. What's your? Are you vegan? What's your dietary? No, I'm a red meat lover. I okay. have to. I, I yeah, I could just eat like steak and potatoes like every day, and I'd be or like like I also really appreciate pork. I need bacon in the morning, so yeah, I'm a meat eating lady who needs a <laughs> needs livestock in order to sustain it respectfully. Mm. Long term goal. Favorite cuss word. Fuck for sure. I like shit. Um, I'm going to give you the last two minutes. It's on oh you. Yeah, are you promoting anything? I guess stay tuned. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm promoting my beingness because I've been offline so long. So just if you want to cruise by my, my Instagram or my YouTube, Carrie Miller, it's, it's pronounced like Kari. It's K-A-R-I-M-I-L-L-E-R. But Carl, I mean, like on your coffee cup. Yes, I get in the mail a lot of if I write mine, I don't know, for some reason, I get a lot of packages addressed to Carl, somehow the <laughs> I turns into an L. And it's just like a funny gag. My family now just sends things to me as under the name Carl. So that's just Carl Miller. Thing. Yep. Carrie okay, Miller. but what made you, I have a question for you? Oh, yeah, go ahead. How, what made you want to have me on your podcast? How did you find me? You wait, uh, what made you decide? What made me decide <laughs> was yeah, my podcast is about this engagement I have with Instagram. That's what I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to take the Instagram experience and make it a podcast somehow. And in doing that, I think that's great. Years ago, really, the Float Universe thing when I was really doing it, when it was really peaking, it was really about mm. the reflection of the audience, you know. And mm. that's why I have mean people. And there's people that are blue check famous and there are people that are not blue check famous at all. Nobody knows them. They won't come on the podcast one way or the other. You know what I mean? So even, mm -hmm. even non-famous mm -hmm. people like Breb, I love Breb. And some people know who that is, but he's a, he's a Q Trump guy. Mm -hmm. um, and, but he won't come on the podcast. Right. But if I had, him, he's got like a bombshell story, but it's almost dangerous That's for me funny. to publish it. So maybe it's for my own good, for but sure. okay. yeah, no, I think you're awesome. And I think you're a, a beautiful reflection of this audience. And I think oh, I looked so into you. Oh, well, I looked into you. That's the other thing I looked into you. Like I need to be able to just like, okay, you're a decent looking woman and you look like you're fun to hang out with. And you're pretty funny sometimes. Like, no, I mean, I had to go check you out and see, could I, could I have a conversation with this person? Are they interesting? And uh, are they in alignment with Float Universe and the vibe? And you 100% are. Bless you. Thank you. So we're about to get cut here. I don't want to lose it before I say right. goodbye. So that's Carrie Miller. You can check her out. K-A-R-I-M-I-L-L-E-R -L -L -E on all the platforms. You'll see her. You'll know which one it is. And I thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you, you so much for having me, Float. You're very welcome. This I know we're going to have awesome. a part two, part three. Uh, at yes, a minimum, I would just love it. to, you know, check on your progress. So let's just talk. You awesome. got it. All right. Well, welcome to the Float Universe reality. And uh, you are. You are